Hey, we are live. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for coming and viewing us. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, bringing you guys a, just a random episode, just talking about anything and everything. Uh, figured we'd just have a good time. Haven't slept much. Uh, I'm doing sort of like a delusional, delirious conversation because that's whenever like creativity hits. I'm a little buzzed. Um, drinking some of my Cavassier and uh, a little bit of Jack and some Dr. Pepper. Um, yeah, so I'm just chilling. Me and the pups, we're doing good. I got one of my little podcast partners right next to me. Uh, she is uh, a vicious 15-pounder or 20-pounder. Uh, super sweet. Um, yeah, it's been a busy last couple of days. Uh, the air conditioning. So I had I had the podcast scheduled for you guys. Like I was ready to go and everything. I uh, went to go work out. And I got some stuff from uh, the BX, and I came back, so I got my alcohol and everything. I was ready to go, but I, uh, for whatever reason, um, whenever I came back home, it was like 91 degrees in here, and I felt awful because my dogs were in here, and I was like, oh shit! So I immediately like got them cooled down and got air conditioning on them out in the truck. And the air conditioner, like the main air conditioner to the RV, was just broke. It wouldn't work. And uh, it wouldn't turn on. It wouldn't engage. So it was a real pain in the ass. And uh, I just made the decision to go stay at a hotel. Um, I don't I don't want the dogs being too hot. Uh, and now, now, like I'm learning all this stuff, like this RV life type stuff, and learning to live at the most minimal level as possible in today's society. So now I'm going to go get a Bluetooth... Uh, a Bluetooth thermostat that connects to my phone through the Wi-Fi and will give me updates on the temperature inside here. Like I can set it if it hits 85 degrees then it'll give me an alarm and let me know and I can get somebody over here to make sure the pups are okay. Um, so yeah, we stayed at a, uh, at a hotel last night. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was We stayed at a nice part of town. Um, it was pretty decent. That your sweet girl. Um, yeah. So then I came in today. Uh, I tried working on it last night, but it was just too hot. And uh, I ended up calling this guy up, and it was a really cool interaction. So he owns this business called TNT RV, and uh, he was like talking to me through the phone yesterday, like walking me through the, the process and the steps for me, for things to check. And he, um, he was like, yeah, man, I don't know what it is. I would just stay at a hotel tonight. And uh, then I called him this morning because he said he was going to be here at 9. And he showed up and everything. And he took a look at it. And there was an issue with the breaker box. Uh, like the flip, the, the switch was flipped, which was, was the first thing that I checked. But it was something else. And it was, it was just a weird thing on the breaker box. Like it wasn't as easy as just flipping a switch. Um, I mean, he made it look easy, but it wasn't that easy. Um, and me and him got in this conversation. And not only is he the owner of, the, of this company, but he is also an author. And he's, he's wrote uh, a couple of books. And his most recent ones, and the ones that he's connected to the most, are that of a World War II firefighter. And... The story goes, and he was explaining it to me this morning, that he was uh, he was going to the dump to go throw some stuff away, and 
there was this old green bag that he had found in, I guess, his garage or something. I, I don't think he exactly discussed where he, where he had it at. And I guess his wife uh, wanted it tossed out. And a bunch of other stuff uh, was going to the dump, too. So he just threw everything in his in his vehicle and took off to the dump. Well, he threw the... He saw this bag, and he grabbed it, and he threw it in his truck. And he was like, yeah, I guess that's trash, too. So then he took it down to the dump, and he was throwing everything away, and he grabbed this green bag, and whenever he touched it, he was like, ah, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to throw it away, not really knowing what's in it, right? Not having any clue. And I'm not sure how he stumbled across it to begin with, um, but uh, um, he throws it in the dump, and he goes, he, something was telling him, go back and get it, go back and get it. So he goes back to get it, but one of the one of the workers at the dump, apparently if you throw things away, you're not allowed to retrieve it back from the dump. And so, like, they come, like, walking toward him to tell him, hey, you got to keep that in the trash. But he knows that that's what they're doing, so he, he hurries up, loads up in his vehicle, and he takes off down the road. Well, uh, I'm also drinking some Cavarsi and stuff, so that's what that little clanking is. So he, uh, he, he heads down the road, and um, he gets back to his house, and he opens this thing up, and it's this entire record and like this entire guy's life in this little suitcase thing right and he swears up and down that he had an out of body experience where he had the capability of being able to experience the air in Hawaii without being in Hawaii he had the capability of living his life for a brief period of time and I thought that was really awesome really bizarre I'm not saying it's not true because I, I absolutely believe him I, I'm nobody to doubt anybody um I'm not nearly educated enough to say that that's wrong, uh, and by the look on his face and the way that he was speaking and the way he's motivated by it, because I mean he wrote two books on it, um, or two World War II books, and uh, one was specifically dedicated toward this guy, and um, he swears that he had an out-of-body experience where he had the capability of experiencing this guy's life through what he was reading about him and like he swears that he was there, like, he was able to see the things, and now his, like, his, apparently his entire living room is decorated in World War II memorabilia, the book that he wrote is dedicated to the guy, he changed up some names and stuff, because he didn't want the family coming after him, due to the fact the family didn't have enough decency or respect for the guy to be able to keep this entire suitcase, which essentially contained this whole guy's life, right, and, uh, he... Uh, he wrote these books and uh, got in a conversation with him this morning and he's he wants to come on the podcast and I think that'd be awesome. It'd be a really, really cool experience to have him on, having an author on here just speaking on some stuff um, and uh, telling us his story and how connected he feels. Like you could tell that he was speaking from straight passion. And this is a completely logical guy. There's nothing like weird going on. He's a good dude. Uh, swears up and down he had an out-of-body experience where he was able to experience the things that he was reading and seeing like the touch the smell the taste um, it, it, it's pretty bizarre it's pretty amazing uh, I don't know humans are just so weird we have such a strange way you know because out-of-body experiences are real and I've had a couple of them uh, and I've actually haven't discussed this on the podcast I've had a couple of them in my dreams where you know just things are just so unbelievably vivid and real and just crazy that I just don't have any other way to explain it um, other than me actually being there without 
physically being there. It was like my mind took off somewhere else. And I have no reason to doubt this guy. I mean, he was a stand-up dude. He came and did the service for free. Like, he was just like, yeah, man, um, it's not that big of a deal. I'm a retired cop and everything. You know, I'd love to just be able to help you out. Really good dude. And, uh, yeah, um, humans are just so strange. You know, there's a lot about ourselves that I feel like we don't know and that we're not consciously aware of. And I don't think that science or technology has been able to venture down the paranormal avenue of things, of why or how people are able to experience these things and square up and down that they've had these experiences. Um, you know, like my dreams, like I, I, I've told a couple of my friends, I don't tell a whole lot of people, um, I've told some of my family members, uh, just because it does sound so crazy. Um, and it's not that I'm afraid of being judged, it's just that if somebody were to hear that for the first time, and now I'm telling you guys on the podcast because I'm kind of past the point of whether I, I really care. Um, I just want to get the information out there. But the way I viewed it for a while is that if somebody was just meeting me and they were to stumble into that conversation and me saying that I have out-of-body experience and they first off just don't believe in that stuff, then my character is kind of tainted to them from the start. And so I was just always cautious and just kind of wary on what I said and, and the stuff that was going on. Um, you know, I, I wonder what the science is behind that. I wonder what I wonder what takes place in the human mind um, where you're able to take your body and live within someone else or live with yourself just in another location. Um, pretty amazing. And there was this... Uh, it's now declassified, but there was a secret project that the CIA was conducting where this guy had the capability of being able to predict things based off of coordinates and locations. Um, so, uh, he was even on a TV show, and I, I don't remember exactly what took place where he either he drew or he was telling somebody at this location. Like, they were, they were there was this person at this location by this pier, and there's a video camera on them, and then there's a video camera on him back at the station, at the television station. And he's, um, he's telling this artist that's there with him exactly what this person is seeing, and it's like spot on. Well, uh, you can actually check it out on the uh, CIA archives, um, because I actually went and checked it out too. You guys can pull it up on YouTube as well. There is uh, documentation where this guy, that the CIA didn't believe him, so they, sorry guys, so they set up this test where they were going to try to trick him. They were going to give him grid coordinates that did not exist on this planet, but looked like normal Earth grid coordinates, right? But they were actually grid coordinates to Mars, alright? So this is where it gets kind of interesting. So they call him in, and he's in this interview room, and everything is being documented and written down and everything. And he says, uh, you know, the, the CIA agents ask him, hey, are you ready to begin and all that? And they said, tell us what's happening at this location. And they cite these grid coordinates that were already predetermined, you know, that are actually on Mars. But this guy doesn't know that it's Mars, right? And he immediately starts, he like, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, he closes his eyes and he's, he's like thinking, thinking, thinking. And he's like, well, that's strange. Uh, there's things around here that I don't comprehend or there's things here that I don't, uh, that I can't wrap my head around. Uh, it doesn't look like any terrain on earth. And immediately the CIA guys are like, what the fuck? So, um, he ends up telling these guys that he was able 
to see through uh, an out-of-body experience that he's able to turn on and off that there was an ancient civilization that lived on Mars, right? And there's a dying breed of some sort of alien that lives on Mars that's dying based off of their um, either their air or there's something wrong with their with uh, I don't know I, I forget exactly what it is, but it's super interesting. You guys should check it out. And this guy, he's able to not knowing that these are Mars coordinates, go straight to Mars based off these coordinates and tell these guys the exact location and exactly what he's seeing. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about it. I, I just started reading into it and checking it out. I, I, as soon as I heard it, I went and looked it up in the archives, and it is there. The, the files are declassified. It's just pretty amazing that this guy was able to do that. So I frequently frequently wonder what the science is behind it um, you know because there's something there's something that's a little deeper than just humans you know um, that, that we're able to tap into because there's there's people who are mediums where they can see ghosts now there are a, f a fair amount of people who lie and bullshit and just use it to make money um, but you know, there's just a lot of really interesting things that have taken place where these people have been able to see these things or solve these cases, or I don't know, it's just unbelievable. And so I wonder what the what the connection is. Maybe it's like a fourth dimensional connection because you know we live in the third dimension, and in the fourth dimension is time, and time exists in the fourth dimension to where you can see all time. And you can go through time, whether forwards, backwards, present. So you can experience it all. You can go, you can stay where you're at. You can go to the past and go to the future. It's completely tangible. It's just like, it's just like the glass that you guys hear me clinking around right now. So that's what the fourth dimension is. Um, and that's actually where I believe uh, demons and uh, ghosts and stuff like that reside, is within that fourth dimension. Um, and an interesting concept was something that I had thought for years, and then whenever I saw it, in, and if you guys haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House, that's something you guys should check out. It's, it's a really interesting uh, TV series. Um, really good, really well put together. Um, and you guys will understand what I'm saying once you guys watch it. But I had thought this theory for years that there's a possibility that we are haunting ourselves. Now, I know that sounds crazy. But what if we are? So we, I, almost everyone that I talk to, if we get into a ghost conversation, they say that, oh yeah, you know, I've seen things out of the corner of my eye, or things have happened that, you know, they kind of push away and say aren't ghost sightings because they try to apply logic to it, which is absolutely what you should be doing. You should look for every reason to debunk before you say that you saw a ghost. Um, but what if, what if the ghost that you see is your future self, just dead, but now since you're dead, your soul is released or whatever is inside of you is released, and now you have the capability of graduating from the third dimension to the fourth dimension. You go to the fourth dimension, and now you're able to look back at your life in a way, in any way that you choose. And sometimes there's like a warp in time or something or in space where you go from viewing yourself to where your actual self before you were dead is now able to view your ghost self and maybe that's the stuff that we see out of the corner of our eyes maybe that's the stuff that people um, people see like the shadows is or it maybe it's like a um, 
a memory book. Maybe it's like a, a photography book. Like, you know how you have those pictures of yourself as a kid in, a, in an album? Maybe that's what it is for ghosts. Is It's like a... Um, it's like a photo album, but the ghost version, where they're actually able to go and relive the memory just being there. And so they're trying to stay hidden. Uh, maybe there's just this weird power, this weird source where they, they're not supposed to expose themselves, but things happen. Uh, again, time, space, you know, I don't know. Again, this is a theory. But maybe the ghost that you see or the things that you see out of the corner of your eye are actually your dead self in the fourth dimension able to view yourself from the third dimension since the fourth dimension is now tangible because that's one thing that we can't do in the third dimension as of now we can't we can't mess with time you know time is consistent um, uh, the only time that time changes with uh, or for us in the third dimension is in space um, because it's just relative um, it's just different up there um, yeah it's really bizarre it's really amazing I wonder what the connection with the aliens is now, did you guys also see that the Pentagon had released a statement that they're going to release some uh, alien findings from one of their task force that they had uh, several years ago? And then on top of that, they did confirm, um, and this is released by the Pentagon, they did confirm that there is unearthly aircraft that have been uncovered uh, that were kept secret um, that are unidentified and were not are not anything that any technology of any nation has. Um, and I thought that was super interesting. You know, I really think that we're on the cusp of finding out if aliens are real, and I think that it's just, it's it's a snowball effect. Um, I think that a lot of these guys in, that were in government positions, um, I do think a lot of them were just trying to protect people, and they didn't want people to know. And I think it's wildly arrogant to think that we're the only ones out here that exist. Um, in this massive universe, you know, to think that we are the smartest, to think that we are the most advanced, and to think that we are the only ones, it's crazy. Um, you know, there's there's life elsewhere, and there's life that are probably eons older than us, and this and thus gives us this advanced technology or these UFOs, these aliens or and stuff, these flying saucers or whatnot that that we see, right? Uh, just unreal. You know, there's been. A big pickup in, in uh, UFO sightings, um, and I think that that's just incredible. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they are protecting us. Maybe they sense that there's a lot of civil unrest and a lot of craziness going on in the world, and they come down to be like, hey, chill the fuck out. We get it. We were idiots at one point in time, too, millions and millions of years ago, but now look at us. We're flying around at light speed in your atmosphere from a planet. 40 million miles, miles away. Get your shit together. Um, you know, maybe they're just coming here to check us out. I don't know. Uh, I'm in no position to say the aliens aren't real. Um, and I, I truthfully do believe that there are aliens. I don't think that there's aliens within the concept of what Hollywood has portrayed aliens. But there are, there is something out there. You know, there's, there's just gotta be. Um, and if there isn't, then whatever. You know, I just sound like a crazy fuck um, but whatever you know and I was also doing some research on uh, Skinwalker Ranch out in Utah the government actually paid a lot of money and did a study out there because uh, they were afraid for national security because people were reporting wormholes 
where things were coming in and out of the atmosphere from just some object in the sky, from something in the sky and objects were coming in and out of it. And so uh, the U.S. government conducted a study out there, and I, I'm, I'm really curious to figure out what they uh, what they found or what they what they thought was going on. I think that'd be pretty amazing. Um, hopefully, that'll end up getting released. They they went out there and they spent a lot of money on it. Um, they had a whole task force, um, and because they were afraid for national security, they thought that a foreign nation might have technology that uh, could prove successful. If, you know, we went to war with them, which is understandable. I don't know. Kind of wish we didn't have government sometimes because we might have already found out if there were aliens, if there weren't a whole bunch of red tape and people telling us that we don't have authorization to the information. You know, I mean, you just look up at the night sky and you see these millions of stars, you know, you just see it a bountiful amount, like beyond what you can really comprehend. Even if you think you can comprehend it, you don't comprehend what's actually there. Um, because there's just millions of just things in the sky that I, I can't even comprehend. Um, and there's something out there, you know. You, you look up and you just, you have to think that we are just a small speck in a universe that is beyond comprehension and years old. Um, and if if you were to think of the universe so if you were to think of the universe as a person right um, as far as terms of age we would be in existence in our lifetime uh, on the average lifetime of about 75 years it it wouldn't even be able to complete a full revelation of a blink of an eye that's how short our life is in comparison to the life of the universe and its existence. You know, uh, I, I am a believer in God. I do believe, uh, I do believe in God. Um, and I wonder what the relativity to that is. I wonder if there's a connection to that in aliens. I wonder if there's a connection to that in ghosts. Um, you know, if there's a connection to that in the fourth dimension, if that's where God resides in the fourth dimension, is that really, even though we we found reason to look up and pray. What if heaven is right here in front of us? What if hell is right here in front of us? You know, vice versa. You know, um, I don't know. It's just really, it's beyond comprehension. I don't, I, for me at least. I mean, maybe if somebody were to break it down who was smarter than me, um, maybe I'll go look for a guest who is really articulate in this stuff and can teach me some things and teach us some things. Um, yeah. It's just so vast, and it's really arrogant to say that we that we were the only ones. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and I wonder what the connection with Bigfoot is. You know, I wonder if you know. I have my own Bigfoot experience, so I know that he's real, or he or she is real. I'm not really sure because I didn't stick around long enough to be able to inspect the motherfucker. I was like, I think it was ten, and. Uh, yeah, no. Me and my me and my buddy, we took off. I was not dealing with that. Um, and I wonder if there's a connection there because you know people have reported uh, seeing Bigfoot with like these orbs or these things floating around them or these. Or, and some people believe that Bigfoot can change dimensions where he'll disappear. He or she. I say he because for whatever reason I associate Bigfoot with a guy. I think just based off of the manlyish and hairy figure. Um, so I'm just going to say he. You guys know what I'm saying, though. Um, 
you know, some people have said that, that they've seen this thing and they're looking at it and it'll disappear, you know, and it has like a, a three foot wide sh uh, shoulder length, right? Uh, four foot wide uh, and it'll disappear behind like a one foot thick tree and it's gone and they, they don't see it anymore. A lot of people have actually reported that, which is really strange. You know, I wonder if there is even an entire civilization that has existed out in the woods or the wilderness, and we're just not aware of it, or the common person isn't aware of it. I find it really hard to believe that a government isn't aware of them, um, just because the government is an endless amount of money, almost, you know, uh, and especially our government, endless amount of money, an endless amount of power, endless amount of money I kind of use loosely, um, but you get what I'm saying. So if they want to find these things, you know, they probably have the capabilities, the technology, the resources, the people, and the experience of being able to find them. Or they've known about them the whole time, so there's been no reason to do research, right? Um, I, I wonder, you know, if they do know about it, if they're treating it the same way they treat aliens, and they're just denying it. Um, and they're denying it for whatever reason. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of history that's just absolutely missed through human history, and I wonder if there's some revolution... or evolutionary history that's taken place that might give us an answer and insight to ourselves and they're the missing link and maybe our government doesn't want us to know that um, yeah really amazing I would love to be able to see one of those things again you know I really can't explain the experience it was definitely terrifying because I'm not I wasn't able to comprehend what I was seeing, and I probably still wouldn't be able to comprehend what I'm seeing. Um, but, you know, to be able to, like, see one of these things up front, like, in front of you, it's a crazy experience. And for years, I didn't tell a whole lot of people. I mean, I told my mom the first day, uh, and she kind of laughed at me, which is expected, you know. Um, not a lot of people have these experiences or have even, even really spent any time talking about them. So, I get it. Um, but I just feel like there's so many people who have these sightings, but there's also a lot of people that lie. There's a lot of people who embellish, uh, and they lie. Um, and another thing that I've, I've always found kind of strange is why have we never, why do we never really catch them on, on trail cams out of the thousands of trail cams that exist of hunters on the, on land? Why do they not exist? And I kind of started to think about, it, uh, and I've, I've said it before, um, what if there's another? What if there's another sense that we're just we don't have through evolution? We we were we were done away with the sense and given the ability to be smarter or develop things, right? We we gave up certain traits for other senses. It's just a part of evolution, from fish to monkey to where we are now. Um, you know, we gave up certain things. And. What if there's another sense where they can sense that they're being watched through things, through technology? Um, you know, just as bizarre as it is, you know, and it seems normal to us, but maybe it's bizarre to other things that are outside this planet. We communicate through air, right? Through vibration. And um, you don't see it, you can't touch it, right? It's just there, and it goes into your ears, and we process it, and then we comprehend, right? I'm sure that there's a bigger technical term and a lot more to it, right? 
but essentially we talk through air or we hear through air um, through vibrations well what if there's something that exists where this being like aliens or ghosts or um, you know Bigfoot they have this sense of being able to sense these things that are taking place through the, a similar sense to which we hear so if we can communicate through air through vibrations that go through the air and then travel into your ear what if they can communicate or have a sense that allows them to be able to sense things that we can't comprehend like oh well I've never seen one on a trail camera and I've been I've had a trail camera for years um, well maybe they can sense the trail camera maybe there's something maybe pheromones maybe other things around them uh, you know whether it's trees let off pheromones that relate or maybe we let off pheromones and actually this is proven uh, check this out guys this is actually really interesting um, it is proven that if you go to like let's say you're hunting wolves and you go out and you're hunting wolves and your intention is to kill and your intention is to and you're anxious or you're nervous or um, you have negative energy it is proven that you will not almost because sometimes things happen you will almost never be able to get what you want as far as uh, if you're hunting wolves or something they're able to sense the pheromones that were left behind I do believe that there is a certain sense of energy that each human leaves behind and maybe that explains ghosts but also I think that animals or other beings have this ability of picking up what we leave behind and it may be interacting with it um, being able to feel or experience what we were feeling our emotions because we are very emotional creatures so what if our emotions are something way more advanced than what we can comprehend within ourselves and we leave behind pheromones or an energy in the place that we're at um, that doesn't or that that other beings are allowed to interact with because they have this special ability or their special sense um, I mean that'd be crazy cool if that were, that were true um, that's why a lot of these really experienced hunters uh, a lot of the guys who guide one of the first things that they tell you is to make sure that you go into it with a good mind go into it with a clear mind um, even some guides they'll tell you uh, whenever you whenever you're going there hey tell us anything bad you've done this year tell us anything crazy you've done this year look it's staying between us we're way out in the middle of fucking nowhere and these guides especially the really experienced ones and the old guys uh, or the multi-generational people where their families have done this for years their decades and centuries right uh, one of the first things that they start off with and they'll tell you is to say tell us the tell us the bad that you've done this year because they're trying to clear your conscience um, and they're trying to not bring negative energy to you um, so that you do have a successful hunt and that these animals can't pick up the sense because I do believe they do have the sense but as far as Bigfoot and stuff who knows maybe they do have this this extra sense also I got to thinking about something the other day uh, I was thinking about this a while ago but then it came on it came on my mind the other day I uh, I was reading about hell, right? So if you're a religious person, um, you know, you kind of seek out some of this information every now and again, or you do it continuously, right? Um, and I was doing research on hell, and I kind of wonder, 
and I kind of question whether or not hell is actually an eternity. So I don't believe that the Bible should always be taken literally, and I and that's no disrespect to like God or anything, because I believe that languages have changed and things have advanced, and not only that, but human beings were able to manipulate certain texts from the Bible. Uh, take the King James, for example. It's literally named after King James because he put his own interpretation into it. Um, and I was thinking about hell. And what if hell... So it, it says that you'll burn in the lake of fire for all eternity. But if you look at the definition of eternity during the time that the Bible was written, eternity only means a very lengthy period of time. Uh, it doesn't mean forever. So I wonder if you do pay for your sins and you're eventually able to go to heaven after you pay... I wonder if there's like some scale where you're, you pay for your sins based off of uh, what you've done. And so the length of time that you spend in hell, and if you're not a saved person, is determined on what you've done. Uh, wouldn't that be a trip? Absolutely trippy. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll also get into some of my dreams. So uh, I have super, super vivid dreams. I've had, I've had strange dreams from uh, interdimensional things that have like come to me, and they instead of speaking to me out of, uh, out of language, they speak to me out of shapes that I'm able to comprehend. And that I've never done acid, I've never done DMT, I've never done mushrooms, I've never done any sort of psychedelic drug. I want to, and I'd love to do it. I've never done anything like it, and I really, really want to, and I'll, I'll save it till after I get out, um, of course. It's kind of a given. But uh, I really want to. I'd really like to try dimethyltryptamine. Um, I've done tons of research on it, psilocybin. I'm not a big fan of LSD just because of maybe microdosing, um, but you know, I, I don't want to put a man-made chemical in me. But uh, So a lot of these dreams are... I was searching for answers and a lot of stuff kept coming up with like dimethyltryptamine and aliens and just all sorts of crazy stuff, right? And so that's why I was bringing that up. And uh, my dreams are like super, super vivid. Um, it doesn't happen all the time and sometimes I'll go months without a, a really vivid dream like that. Um, but I'll, t I'll tell you a couple of them. So I had this one... I was running on a two-dimensional platform where I was just 2D. So I was, all I could do was move left, right, up, down. And these three-dimensional beings, so like us, came into the two-dimensional world and then put themselves from the third dimension to the second dimension to where I was able to comprehend them. So I was able to interact with them and see them, right? And they were speaking to me in shapes. They were not a language... So whenever they would open their mouths, they would open up their mouth and, and a shape would come out. And I was able to comprehend at the time in my dream what they were telling me. And uh, that, for whatever reason, that one really stuck with me just because, I don't know, it was just very strange and it was something that was just different. And I, I couldn't find anywhere else. And the only place that I did find it were on Reddit forums of people doing DMT and stuff. Um... Probably one of the... So I've, ha I've had a couple freaky dreams. Um, uh, one dream that sticks with me the most... Well, I have I actually have three dreams that stick with me the most. But the freakiest was... Um, 
I, I suddenly, you guys know how dreams work, you know, you, sometimes you just suddenly appear in places. And I suddenly appeared at this apartment, and it was just this old, beat-up apartment. And something was pushing me, so my feet were straight out in front of me, and I was leaning back trying to fight being pushed, but I wasn't moving my feet, and something was pushing me, and it pushed me right up to this door of this apartment. And the door was cracked, and like it was old, like torn apart wood. It just looked awful. It was dry. It was withered. And this woman opened up the door. And she, whenever she opened up the door, she had, she was smiling from ear to ear. And I mean like it literally, literally ear to ear. And her skin was cracked and it looked like the desert. And I remember being pushed in. Now I'm not like, I'm not, uh, like my arms are at my side and my legs are straight but I'm like leaning back because I'm trying to put my momentum back to stop whatever's pushing me but it had no effect and so it pushes me into into this room with her she closed the door behind me and the room's completely empty she takes me through this little passageway which leads to this kitchen area and at the time there was nothing on my left hand side so remember that there was nothing on my left hand side at the time and uh, she takes me into this kitchen area and I become immediately aware of this like presence that's in the corner of the room. And I don't know what it is, and I still don't know what it is, um, but I become immediately aware of this presence that's in the, the corner of the room and I, like, I become completely fearful, just filled with dread. And um, she goes into this back room and she comes out and I realized that, and I, I remember seeing something out of the corner of my eye whenever I walked into the room. And I realized that there's this area of people's cut, like they were, uh, they were essentially cut out of their skin, and their skin was folded into the corner of the room. I'm, as soon as I see this, I'm abruptly turned around, and there's a window on the area of the wall that I told you that nothing was there on my left hand side. So now I'm turned completely around, and there's a window just a thin window um, it's probably three four inches wide and it goes way up way up and I, I can't even I can't even really say that I exactly remember how high it went or even if it stopped and then there's this black cross on the wall right now I'm getting chills talking about it, it freaks me out uh, it's, I, I, I really think it was it had something to do like out of this world type thing it was just really strange and this is where it gets really weird because I need you to understand I've never studied Latin I don't know Latin um, uh, I've seen Latin words I've probably heard Latin words but there's no I've never like taken time to learn a Latin word it's a dead language and that's all I know from it I know that people used to speak it and this is where it gets fucking weird this cross turns upside down and I'm sucked over like rapidly so Essentially, it was like there was no lapse in time from where I was in the kitchen to where I am now face to face with this cross. And the cross turns upside down, and I hear this deep bellowing voice just from somewhere, and it goes, Ah, so And it just, and it says it just like that. It was actually deeper, uh, and it, it was just vibrating, right? And I wake up.
So I, I don't really get scared whenever I wake up and I have a strange dream or there's something or I have sleep paralysis or something like that. So I immediately roll over because I've had I've had crazy dreams like this tons of times. And uh, a lot of the times it really happens whenever I start diving deep into the Bible um, and I start having really strange occurrences, things that just don't make sense where I, I don't know. It's really strange and really hard to explain. It's something that I can't comprehend, right? Well, um, I immediately roll over and I look at my phone and uh, I look up. I'm trying to guess how to spell a CISO, right? And finally something hits, right? And it pops up on Google. And, and a CISO in Latin means ascend. And I was like, that is fucking crazy. Never have I heard this before. Never have I heard this word. And suddenly I'm told ascend. And so it was really strange. Um, and that's one of the that's one of the dreams that stuck with me the most. Um, a couple more are, uh, I'll tell you a, a few more. Um, so I had this one dream, and this is about the same time, where I was on Earth, and there was these two interdimensional beings that were putting themselves in a human form so that I could comprehend them. It, it, it's almost similar to the first dream that I was telling you from the third dimensional beings coming to me in a two-dimensional world for me to understand in my two-dimensional mind because I was living in a two-dimensional world. And they're telling me, and all I can assume, and I don't know, I, I don't know, this is just a guess, is they're explaining to me about world ending or something like that, right? And there is this, um, there's these two beings, and they, I'm on Earth, and the Earth has like this um, orange glow to it where I'm at and I, I, I can see it as far as I can see right but for I'm only focused on what's immediately around me because I'm trying to comprehend what these beings are telling me and we immediately we teleport to this other planet and they're explaining and I, I you know how dreams are is sometimes the message is lost you know you could wake up and remember a dream two minutes later and your your memory's gone of it and so sometimes it's like that where I can't always remember the specifics of what I was told. And that's actually really common for me for whatever reason. But what I do remember is, is they, were, they were explaining what I, what I interpreted as world-ending things and the way the world was going to end or something like that. Uh, not when, but how. Um, and they were... They immediately teleported me back off this planet, back toward Earth, and they showed me, and they slowed down time, and they showed me this planet that I was just on, and I'm, and mind you, I'm back on Earth, and I'm right there, like 15 feet, and, they, and they're slowing down time as this other planet is approaching Earth, and this planet is about 10 feet off the ground now they had the capability of slowing down time so I was able to see it very slowly now I never saw the impact and right before it impacted I woke up from my dream and these two dimensional beings they were explaining to me how the world was going to end we teleported to it from earth to another planet they showed me this planet brought me back to earth we stopped right where the initial impact of this planet colliding with earth was 
right before the impact took place, just a matter of feet, um, I woke up. Um, and that was really strange to me. Really, really strange. And this isn't like information that I was seeking out. So a lot of people like to say, well, were you looking up ways that the world might end? Were you studying like anything where it was like comets or asteroids? Nothing. It just happened. And it was bizarre. It was really, it was amazing. You know, I really can't, I can't give you words to describe how incredible some of these dreams are. And some of these experiences are. And it takes me back to the first story that I told you guys about the guy who fixed my AC this morning and how he had an out-of-body experience. The reason why I don't doubt him is because I've had him myself. I've had some incredible experiences. And whenever I was younger, I was experiencing some of this stuff whenever I was a teenager. Um, and I didn't tell anybody and I was afraid to even tell my family because I didn't want to be judged. And I wasn't the best teen and I was bullshitting in school. And so I didn't want them to think that I was lying or making stuff up, right? And so I, I've actually deliberately worked for years to be able to build credibility and work on myself and grow in the integrity department so that whenever it, is, whenever it does come time for me to tell these stories, which, which apparently it's now, um, there's people who are going to doubt my character and doubt what I'm saying, but the people who know me are going to know that I'm being honest with them. Uh, and they're going to know that I'm telling them what I experienced from my perspective right um, you know and there's some people who doubt me and that's okay you know I totally understand um, because some it's uncomprehend I'm there and I can't comprehend it so I can't expect somebody who's listening to me tell these stories um, comprehend what I can't even comprehend while I was there um, so I get it uh, let's see I'm gonna save the best for last um, but I'll get into one more that involves Satan. So again, a lot of this stuff takes place. Can I get a drink real quick? Oof, man, that was strong. Oof. Man, if you guys haven't had Cavarsier, oof, boy, that is some strong drink. Uh, but it's good though. Um, so second to last best dream um, so this whenever I was getting really big into the Bible and I was questioning everything and, and let me let me say this is I believe it's very important to question just because it's the Bible just because it's your religion does not mean you're not supposed to question question find answers because I'm telling you there's answers out there that explain things that make sense so don't dismiss something just because it sounds unbelievable or you're like, oh, what's well, the Bible? I don't, I don't buy any of that. Sometimes take it with a grain of salt, but do some research, and sometimes the things that you find are absolutely incredible. So it's okay to question the Bible. It's okay because whenever you question the Bible and then you actually seek out an answer, it makes you closer with God because you've now, you now have an answer to something that you felt was completely implausible, just didn't make any sense, and. Uh, Anyway, so I, this is at a time I was uh, I was either 16 or 17. Uh, there was a lot going on in life. I had just got kicked out of, out of my dad's house. I was just going to live with my mom, and uh, I was you know figuring out stuff about myself and um, not doing good in school. Got got essentially kicked out of the school that I was going to, and 
uh, was going to a different school, and I, I think at this time I was contemplating going to the GED program, um, just because I hated school. It was a waste. It was a waste of time to me at the time, and it still partially is, in my opinion, a big waste of time. The one couple subjects I should have paid more attention to is math. Loved history, always paid attention to it. Social studies uh, was great, um, but yeah, probably math. Enjoyed science. But anyways, so it was a really challenging time in, in my life. So I'm trying to figure out all this stuff, and I'm, I'm questioning things. And at this time, I did label myself as an atheist. And uh, I completely doubted that God was real. It just didn't make sense to me. And uh, that's actually a really common thing, and I think a lot of people probably connect with that, is that uh, who are Christians now. It's really common to be an atheist. It's, it's common to not believe in God. I didn't believe in God for a long time, and the only time that I really said, I only said I believed in God whenever I was younger, just because my family believed in God, and I just felt like it was appropriate for me to believe in God, and who was I to question something or somebody who was older and wiser than me? And then as you start to explore and self-experience and, and grow, you know, it's okay to question. Um, luckily, I didn't die, so my atheist ass didn't go to hell. <laughs> um, during my atheist experience, but uh, I went, um, I went out searching and seeking for answers because if I'm not going to believe in something, then I want definitive proof that I'm not going to believe in something, right? Now there's a lot of faith that goes into religion. There's a lot of you just got to believe, um, but I try to find answers to the things that I could find, and. Um, so I'm going through the self-exploration process, and I'm studying the Bible, and like I'm looking into things, and I'm still not fully convinced, but I'm starting to get convinced, right? And I was I was at my mom's house in Greenwood, Arkansas. Um, let's see, I, I wonder if I can even remember the street name. It's been almost yeah, it's been ten years almost. Um, what was the street name? Anyways, doesn't matter. So, I'm sitting there, and uh, I'm just about to go to bed. And I remember everybody else had kind of laid down, and I'm in the living room. And so, my mom and my stepdad were, were already in the bedroom next to the living room, uh, asleep or getting ready to go to sleep with my little sister. Um, at the time, I think she was just born, so she was still sleeping with them. Um, and... There was, uh, I went up to go get something to drink, and I remember I dropped an ice cube, and, you know, I was a little fucking 17-year-old, 16, 17-year-old kid, so I just left the ice cube there. And uh, I turned off the TV after maybe five minutes of getting my drink, and I set the, the remote down at a weird angle, and for whatever reason, at that moment in time, I realized it was a weird angle. And I remember looking, because the way the refrigerator was angled is I could look at the refrigerator and I could see where I dropped the ice cube and I could see that it was turning into water. Now, it wasn't completely turned into water. Only like five minutes had gone by. But uh, there was still a good bit of ice left, but there was water there. And um, for whatever reason, I remember the position that I put the remote. I just remember thinking even that it was just a weird angle that I put the remote at. So I walk upstairs, and I, I, I slept upstairs, and I lived upstairs. Um, so... My my room went up on a, so I went up on a flight of stairs, then it hit a platform, and then it reversed and went up the other way, and hit another platform, and then my room was right there. So you go up, hit a platform, and then you go up the opposite direction that you came up the first flight from, and then my room was right there on the right-hand side. Now, 
Uh, I lay down, I fall asleep uh, almost immediately. I've never had that problem. I pretty much, I could fall asleep anywhere, anytime, um, and I have a great night's sleep. And sometimes I immediately start dreaming. I mean, immediately. Sometimes I don't. And I can't say whether or not I immediately started dreaming, but I want to say it was pretty close to me laying down my head and passing out. So maybe a couple minutes had gone by. And immediately I'm downstairs and I have this armor on and I have this blue glowing um, sword. I have this shield. Like just a, just your normal interpretation of armor. like um, Except for it was kind of like radiating. And I'm like thinking to myself, in my dream, like, what the hell is this? Um, and I look over, and this is where it gets weird. And I look over, and I see the remote. And I start to realize that I'm having an out-of-body experience within my dream, where I'm now in, like, either another dimension, but I'm at my house in the other dimension. And I realize that the angle that I leave the remote at is perfect. It was the exact way that I left it. From the way that I got up and left the couch, the blanket, the way I left it, to the everything, right? Um, and then the ice. So I look over, and the ice and the water is the exact same way, right? Um, and then time picks back up. And I see this this thing at the, at the first flight of steps, and where the couch was and where the steps were, they were pretty close to each other, maybe 10 feet away, if that. And I realize immediately that it's Satan. Now bear with, bear with me, all right? Now it's not your typical interpretation of Satan. It's not what you would think. I mean, it may be what you would think Satan would look like. I don't know. Um, I've only told a couple of people this, and some people have said that they thought that he would look the same way or... Um, or they thought he would look different. And I think Satan has an opportunity. Lucifer, he has an opportunity of changing his shape and his appearance based off of what's happening. And so I believe he has the opportunity of changing human form to uh, whatever form he wants to take up, whether it's a fucking Coke bottle, I don't know, you know, whatever. And I see him right there, and he has these black, it's almost like black smoke inside of his eyes. And he's cussing at me and he's telling me that I'm nothing. And it doesn't make me mad, but I choose to charge at him. And he goes up the first platform, uh, or up the first um, flight of steps, and he hits the platform. And now we had like cathedral ceilings in the house, so the ceilings went up about, I don't know, 20 feet. They, I mean, they were stupid high, high for no reason. Essentially, cobwebs lived there for years because nobody was going to get up there and, cl and clean that. Um, and he takes, he grows, and he immediately like explodes into this bigger size. He takes up this entire area of this platform, and he's cussing at me, and he's cursing at me. And I charge him again, and I get to the platform, and he shoots up the second platform of stairs where he then goes into my room, which if you guys recall what I was just saying, it's just to the right at the top of the stairs. Now, the, it's completely black. It's like, it's like space black. It's like what space would look like if there were no lights. It was just 
the epitome of darkness and I couldn't see in there and so I, I run in there and inside my room I lived in the a converted room that was formerly the attic so I'm in the attic which is my room and uh, it looks like a normal room but its ceilings were very high so the cathedral ceilings went all the way up but it also had the tea from the roof so it was it was very high and I walk in, or I run in there and I stop just inside of the door so I just entered my room and he has blown up the entire circumference of my room and he's blown up the entire circumference of my room and he's arching over looking down at me so he's the entire circumference of my room as tall as my ceiling as wide as my room will be and he's arched over and he has this black mist so I can't see any legs but he has like this black mist that floats around him and around his legs and uh, all throughout the rest of the room and so I'm really only able to see his face and part of his, his torso and he's cussing at me, he's telling me that I'm nothing, and he's looking down at me from above, and he's arched over, looking directly at my face as I'm looking up at him, and I have my, my sword and my, um, and my uh, shield, I have my armor on, everything, and I lunge at him, and as soon as I lunge at him, I wake up, boom, I'm awake. Now, I don't wake up freaked out, I realize what's happening, I realize that this is not un... un uh, this is not unfamiliar territory. You've had these out-of-body strange experiences of just realness there, right? You've had it before. So I don't really worry about it. Um, I, I, uh, I was going to a pastor, very good man. His name is Tashela Devereaux. Um, actually, I'm, I'm waiting on a... We, we should be talking to each other this week because I have some questions for him about um, the will of God and how to interpret what the will of God is and if if you're able to interpret the will of God and figure out what the will of God is and if you can interact within the will of God and what happens on the repercussions of going against the will of God and how do you know if it's the will of God if Satan controls the earth and it's his playground which it says in the Bible is is it Satan's will or is it God's will? Um, so I just have some questions for him. But I ended up telling him he was absolutely amazed by the story. Um, really good dude. Now, the number one story has to do with God. Um, and I'm just going to start off with a precursor just to give you guys a heads up. I'm not going to tell you the date. I don't tell the date. I've never told the date. I will never tell the date. As a matter of fact, whenever the date enters my mind, I uh, I actually deliberately cast it out because I'm afraid that I'm there's another influence that's trying to get the date out of me. So I, I don't tell the story very often, but I do tell it, um, and some family knows it, a couple of friends know it, mainly friends who are like-minded and kind of open to this stuff. Um, but here it goes. It's not very long. It's really short. Um... I wake up in my dream and again I'm there and there's this mist around me it's like a cloud around me everywhere and there's this huge bright light and I feel this overwhelming just joy and happiness and love and like no, no misinterpretation it wasn't uh, a demon or uh, 
um, Satan playing a trick or nothing like that, which you hear from other people where they were fooled into thinking that it was something. It was just the absolute... It was the absolution of love and care and um, and everything that a human strives to achieve times a million. I mean, t times infinity. You couldn't you couldn't comprehend it until you you experience it. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't get to experience that until they die. So, I'm in this cloud and I'm in this mist, and there's this bright light that just completely surrounds me, but I'm focused in front of me. So. I, Whatever's in front of me is completely around me. I just feel completely you know, top, bottom, left, right, completely around me. Full 360, every degree, every angle, I feel it around me. And there's this deep voice that I hear, and it's very calm. And this being, which I believe to be God, now this could, you could take it any way that you choose. Uh, I choose to believe what I felt. And uh, instead of, and this isn't any outside influence or anything like that. This is just what I felt at the time. Uh, and this is what I felt now. And this is what I feel whenever I speak about it. Um, it started talking to me, this being, which I believe was God. And God tells me a date. And he tells me a, a date, and a very important date. He doesn't tell me what's going to happen. But he tells me a date. And then I wake up and this this happened God, a decade ago more than a decade ago and I find myself if not every day probably at least once to twice a week spending serious thought thinking about it not because I'm choosing to think about it but it just enters my mind um, it doesn't matter how much money you offer to give me um, it doesn't matter um, what you what you say or who you are. You'll never find the date out. I'll die before I tell somebody the date um, because whenever the date was given to me, I was given strict instructions that if I ever tell the the date, um, there will be severe consequences for disobeying what the instructions I was given. Um, there's literally nothing that you could do to me that would convince me to give me the give you the give anybody the day anything any being any form uh, anybody like nothing um, I wouldn't do it and uh, yeah so very interesting and I've I think about it weekly I think sometimes uh, I get in spurts where I unconsciously think about it daily and sometimes I'll go a little bit without thinking about it, and sometimes uh, I think about it every day. It's strange. Uh, and if I'm not trying to think about it. I don't actively think about it. But I started to do some research, and I already knew the story. If I Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, and I, I may be completely wrong, um, but Moses, um, Moses had God come to him in a burning bush. He also had him come to him in a mist. And now if you know anything about the Bible, is that sinners cannot look upon God. And so um, God comes to people, comes to sinners in a mist. Um, and, or in whatever form he chooses to show up in. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's, what I, that's what I felt, that's what I took it as, that's who I took it, took, was talking to me. Um, 
and uh, gave me that date, and I've never said it, and I will never say it. You, like, as God is my witness, you would have to kill me, and you, you wouldn't get the date still. Um, you would have to kill, my, kill me, kill my family. You're never going to get it. It uh, wouldn't happen. You take everything from me, the love that I felt and the things that I feel even whenever I speak about it are so profound that I would be afraid to lose that feeling and to lose what I was told or I, you know I don't know I don't even know how to explain it it's just it's bizarre it's amazing but yeah I would I would never I've actually I've never even said the date out loud uh, I believe that the mind is something that is sort of like a safe haven. I think that there are certain parts of the mind that, that are inaccessible. And it's stored there. And I have never said the date in text, talk, email, nothing. Never wrote it down. Never spoke it. I've spoken of the dream. I've spoken of the date. But I've never said the date. And I never will. Um, yeah, so pretty amazing stuff. I mean, in my opinion. If you guys have any crazy stories, you guys have any crazy dreams, um, you know, if you if you think that, that you have a prophecy of a dream, and you may, um, I, I'm no one to judge. I'm literally the most open and logically thinking person possible. So uh, I'm not educated enough, nor will I ever be educated enough. It doesn't matter if I read every book. Um, I we are. We as people are just far too dumb to be able to tell people that something isn't true. Now there are people who lie and just make this stuff up because they either want views, they want the news news agencies to show up and make a quick penny off of it. Look, here's the truth, guys. I have not made a dollar off of UWB. That's just how it is. The money goes back into the business. Um, uh, if somebody does donates from Patreon goes right back into the business um, I'm not driven by money I literally woke up one day after me and Justin Barrow uh, who's the founder you, you guys remember him of course um, I literally woke up one day and I said you know what you got some extra money we're gonna buy some fucking podcasting equipment and here I am um, I've always had something that people have wanted to listen to I've always had the ability of being able to drive uh, or to bring in crowds and bring people together through conversation and talk. Uh, sometimes I sound like a complete idiot. I'm sure that I sound like one tonight as a buzzed goofball um, in the middle of nowhere in his RV. Um, but I've always just had a capability of bringing people together and uh, having a conversation. And uh, I'm not money motivated. And uh, I literally woke up one day and said, hey, you're going to buy podcasting equipment. Talked to the wife. The wife was like, hey, cool. Do your thing, dude. Ordered it. Came in a week later. Set it up. And here I am. Um, so this is all like, and an, it's honestly been an incredible learning experience. Because I'm like trying to figure all this stuff out on my own. Um, uh, you know, Justin, he's, you know, overseas doing his stuff. And, uh, you know, if he's listening, love you, dude. Hope you're doing well. Uh, everybody else, um who's out there overseas. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Hope our military listeners are doing well. Hope our civilian listeners are doing well. Especially in this time, it's just a crazy world. And the reason why I wanted to do a podcast like this tonight, and I'm, I may be done with the podcast like this episode tonight, um, 
or I may keep going for a couple hours or another 30 minutes. I don't know, you know, I just kind of let it flow like I usually do. Sometimes I only feel like there's 20 minutes of content that you guys want to hear, and sometimes I feel like whatever. You know, I just think the world's a real crazy place right now. America's in a weird spot. And um, I think that, you know, just a good, different podcast that's outside of politics and the influence of other things um, is probably good right now. And uh, beneficial. Uh, yeah. I really hope that some of our listeners end up, you know, going out and chasing their dreams and doing what it is that they choose to do. You know, if you guys ever want to set up a podcast, it was a super crazy learning experience for me. I, I wasn't expecting to be able to, to do it as quickly as I did, but luckily my wife, she's an absolute saint. Um, she doesn't care what I do, literally doesn't give a shit as long as I don't cheat and I come home. Um... You know, she's completely supportive, so she figured out the technology stuff of it, and uh, she'll actually should be coming back on Saturday, Sunday, um, yeah, Saturday, and uh, we're going to get the video camera situated and figured out. I told you guys we would, and uh, unfortunately it's been a real crazy last couple of weeks, um, last several months really, uh, and so yeah, here I am, um, and hopefully I deliver. And also, I appreciate you guys being so empathetic and helpful whenever, uh, you know, the AC went out and you guys were talking to me on Facebook. You know, we our face, our social media isn't very big, um, but what's weird is, is our, our social media isn't big, but our Captivate, which is the platform that we use to post our podcast, is huge. We have a massive following on there for whatever reason. Um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's, it's me, you know, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's uh, hopefully that'll translate over to social media. I just I think I do the same thing too, where I'll listen to a podcast, they tell me to go like it, and literally I can say that I've confidently probably maybe only liked one or two, and I've listened to hundreds of podcasts where they tell me to go like, subscribe, right? So I totally get it. Um, yeah, uh, but we have a huge following on Captivate. We have a lot of returning uh, listeners. We have a lot of new listeners. We've been able. I mean, it's crazy. We've been able to impact thousands. I, I'm kind of finicky about the specific numbers just because I don't want other people to f hear and um, come at me over advertisements or, or just bombard me with, hey, we'll pay you how much to advertise. And, you know, that'd be cool for the business, but I don't, I don't want, I want to advertise what I want to advertise. So I'm just, I'm kind of, me and Barrow, we're under an agreement that we keep the, the specifics. Um, and the analytics of everything kind of on the down low unless you're just on the inside and, and I tell you which it really doesn't matter that much to me um, but I just I don't want to I don't want to get bombarded by people who are like oh you guys do have a decent amount of listeners for a new podcast now it's not an ex an extreme amount by any means like we're nowhere near Joe Rogan we're nowhere near a lot of podcasts right we're, uh, we're still on the very 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 low end but my expectations were like one or two views and we've exceeded that times probably, I mean, shit, last week alone. I'll t I will tell you this. Last week alone, we were up 5,000% in views. Um, up 5,000% in views um, since the start. So that's calculating every view that we've ever had. So that's a big deal. Uh, our website gets a lot of hits. Um, but 
for whatever reason our social media doesn't take off and that's okay um, you guys come and go as you please you show up don't don't show up for a couple of years because this podcast or at least I'm gonna be around for a while uh, I'm not going anywhere I love podcasting I think it's an awesome opportunity to interact with you guys um, so if you don't come come around for years and just catch me in a, in a couple years and show up and have a good time catch back up on the content and uh, yeah it, it's allowed me an opportunity to be able to grow and to learn, learn from you guys because uh, I'm able to interact with people a lot uh, we have an overwhelming majority of our numbers we have a lot of support so I probably say out of every thousand people we have five ten people that don't don't agree with us or don't like me uh, and that's okay um, I don't get hostile with those people I've even had friends people who I've served with who have like either listened to the podcast and listened to my thoughts on law enforcement and stuff and are like you're a fucking idiot I thought you were smart or something like that and I don't, I don't attack them um, I just have a conversation with them I'm like look you know people are entitled to different opinions and that's another thing is if you address people in an appropriate way even if they address you in the wrong way Take your pride out of it and just realize that there's something that happened that caused them to get emotional. And since they got emotional first, they lost. If you become emotional, you lose. And have a conversation with them. And majority of the time, if you do, if you have the conversation the right way and you're not on the defense and you're not attacking them, you'll end up uh, coming to a common ground. And uh, I've had people who have cussed me out on my uh, on my Facebook page where they posted on my profile. Uh, things and derogatory comments. Now, I immediately take it down because I have notifications on um, uh, on, so anytime I my phone goes off, I pretty much check it almost right away unless I'm busy. But as soon as I see one, I take it off my, my main page just because it's I don't want that. Um, and we don't allow anybody else to post on the UWB page just because that's our page and I don't want an outside influence coming in and saying some crazy left-wing thing, crazy right-wing thing. I like to keep it moderate and get our message out there um, instead of something that we just don't agree with. But uh, but yeah, what I was saying was is that if you if you end up having somebody that's attacking you, best advice I can give is and I, I used to be bad at this and I'm still kind of bad at it sometimes. Um, sometimes I, I get I take it personally, but with UWB it's just been different. It's just been a different experience where I've been able to grow. So I don't take it personally. I understand where they're coming from because I've looked at every side that I can look at um, based off the knowledge that I have at the time. So I just know that they just haven't viewed it in a different light and um, maybe they just need a different influence or a different conversation um, or a different piece to piece the puzzle together. Because here's the thing, man. I say, man, like you guys are right here. Um, you know, we live in a crazy time. We live in a crazy world where there's a lot of stuff going on. And um, there's no one way to live life. And I may have a piece of the puzzle that you don't have. And you may have a piece of the puzzle that I don't have. And by coming together and having a conversation, we're putting this piece together. Um, and now is the time to come together. I cannot stress that enough. You know, you got people riding in the streets killing the ch killing each other you got federal agents out there running around like goon squads and swiping people up you know uh, you got this pedophile ring by the way 
nobody, and I don't want to dive too much into politics on this podcast. I don't want to get into it. But nobody's really heard anything about Ghislaine, whatever fucking pedophile name is, uh, Maxwell. Um, I haven't heard anything about her. I'm not seeing a lot of articles on her. So, yeah. Make sure we're paying attention. Make sure we're uh, making sure that that gel is being accountable. Um, you guys already know how I feel about it. I think that uh, there should be somebody there on every corner uh, doing shift work, taking pictures of every vehicle in and out, every person in and out, and uh, paying attention to those guards. Because uh, we deserve justice. I'm telling you, our, our politics are involved in this. America is involved in this. Hollywood is involved in it. Other nations are involved in it. There's a massive human sex trafficking ring going on. And uh, it's going to get caught out. And uh, we just have to stay focused. And we have to realize that a lot of this stuff that we're seeing in the media. From these fucking murder hornets. To uh, just the crazy shit that the, that that's being put out there. Um, a lot of this stuff is meant to distract us. It's meant to draw us in while they do stuff behind the scenes. So pay attention. Really focus on what's on what's being focused on, uh, and what them what they're actually trying to do. Trying to divert your attention. They've done it for years. It's a very common strategy. Uh, CIA has done it. They've done it with propaganda videos. They've done it a million times. The government's done it a million times. Now whether they're going to admit it or not, whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, fuck him. You know, if 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 you're trying to hide a pedophile ring, and this is why I don't trust the mass media. You know, these fucking guys, they know that this exists, and there's journalists who are aware of it. I'm sure there's some real honest journalists who were trying to bring it to them, and they're like, no, 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 this doesn't, this doesn't help us. Uh, we don't want, we don't want this out there, or they're getting paid under the table, or they're involved in it. But guys, do the research. There's a lot of people that come missing every year that are never found. A lot of people that come missing. Um, and you guys might want to look up what's happening, what's been happening. I'm telling you, there is a pedophile ring that's taking place and a lot of strange things that are going on. Uh, Hollywood's been acting really weird since the whole pedophile stuff has come out. Uh, celebrities are freaking out. The Ellen DeGeneres show is now under investigation. And a lot of celebrities, Oprah is, uh, I think that she's done, she's done with her channel or whatever. There's a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, and a lot of these people are the accused. Now, that doesn't mean that they're guilty, but there is some su substantial evidence uh, that anonymous people have posted and have done research on. So, that being said, do the research. You don't have to be told everything. Use your logic. Use your head. Don't be like a typical normal American. Just wait for your government to tell you that, yes, this is happening or no, this isn't happening. Because majority of the time, they're going to deny, especially if it involves them, they're going to deny any wrongdoing. Be smart. Think for yourself. Question authority. I'm telling you, our government and every government has pushed off what their theory or what their ideology of law and consciousness is in this world of chaos as we spin through space at a thousand miles an hour we're just we're essentially just this thing floating through space and time absolute the absolution of chaos 
absolute chaos is around us. And we have people in charge who try to make sense of it, and then they push their consciousness of, of order onto us, which is now laws and developing things, right? And, and now politics. They push their consciousness of what's right to us to make sense to us in this chaos. Question it. They're not leaders. They're elected officials. Question everything. Don't take anything uh, for face value. Do your own research. Do your own research on the stuff I say. Listen, I'm an honest dude, and I have no reason to lie, but do research. If I say something, look it up. And if I'm wrong, I'll address it. Send me an email. Send me a text. You guys, I've I posted my email on here and stuff. Um, I posted my personal number on our Discord. So, seriously, if you think I'm wrong, get a hold of me. Um, yeah. Uh, do your own research. Think for yourself. I cannot stress that enough. We have way too many people who don't think for themselves and have gotten us in the position that we're in now. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, shit. Fuck, I forgot to tell you guys. So, uh, my sleeve, I had the sleeve planned. Uh, on my left arm that was going to go from my shoulder all the way down to my wrist. Uh, but I had to cancel that because I sent the wife back home. Oh, shit, I keep burping. The car seat is not sitting right. <laughs> Hello there, sweet girl. Um, so, I had to cancel the, uh, the sleeve due to the fact that uh, we had to allocate money and, money and push it somewhere else so that she would have what she needed while she was there and, and have bills covered and all that. So, yeah. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I want you guys, please interact with me. Please tell me you guys' theories. Please tell me what you think about aliens. Tell me what you think about Bigfoot. Tell me if you've seen some unidentified objects or unmanned or aerial aircraft that don't make sense. Uh, or if you've seen things that don't make sense, if you've seen ghosts, if you have crazy dreams, email them to me. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and repeat my email. Uh, so get your pens or your notes ready or whatever. It's drakepbentley at gmail.com. It's gonna be Delta Romeo Alpha Kilo Echo Papa Bravo Echo November Tango Lima Echo Yankee at gmail.com. Drake P. Bentley at gmail.com. If you have any crazy stories, if you have any comments, uh, anything, hit me up. Let's talk about it. Um, hop in our Discord for to join for almost daily chat. Uh, sometimes we get a little busy um, where we have public forums and conversations. Join us on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, I've been posting more educational stuff, asking opinions. Um, and uh, on Instagram, mainly it's just pictures, you, you know, Instagram. So. Uh, yeah, uh, you can only really just do photos, and I don't want to post a whole fucking story on there. It's I don't know. Instagram's kind of weird to me. I'm I'm new to social media. I just got on it for UWB a couple months ago. So yeah, um, that's it, guys. Uh, if you feel like donating, we got a Patreon. If not, just listen to the content for free. Come in and enjoy. I do not expect anything. Um, we just appreciate you guys. If you guys feel compelled to leave a rating on Apple or Spotify, please do. That is very appreciated. It goes a long ways. And since we did the, the business name change, we lost our ratings that we previously had. Some followed, but not all. 
I noticed the written ones followed, but some of the ones where people just click the stars disappeared. Um, so whenever we did the name change, I don't know, I don't really exactly know what happened there, but it didn't translate over to the new name. Um, if you guys feel compelled to leave a rating, leave an honest one. I don't care if it's a one, I don't care if it's a five, I don't care if it's a two, three, four, it doesn't matter. Whatever you feel is honest, leave it. Uh, and if you want to leave a comment, leave a comment. Um, and we really appreciate you guys. Stay tuned. Be safe. Reach out if you need anything. All right, guys. Peace.